Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. I'm your host, Joe Meyer. Thank you for being here together together again, once again. I know it's been a couple weeks since we last spoke, but let's get started. So let's start with our theme for today, right? And, you, and I'll be talking a little bit about that. And I have a few other choices of music uh, to share with you, but let's start here. I'll just play that in the background a little bit. But welcome everybody to just another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. Glad to be here. I know it's been a couple weeks and I just had to talk to you guys, you know, and sometimes I don't have a lot to say, but sometimes I do, but I just wait for those right moments to just you know, have something to say and put it out there. Shot in the dark or a shot in the dark. That is the working title of my new book novel, which I am currently editing for the fourth time. And it's a long book. And today is a little bit about what I've been working on that book and um, where it's at, where it's going. Um, you know, so this book I started, gosh, maybe three years ago. And before it was a lot longer book. It was like over 450 pages. <laughs> and that's, and, and that's a lot of words. I, I had it at, I think I had a hundred, 130, 131,000 words, which is a lot of words. It's a long read um, and I, each each time I go through the editing process which takes time you know for any of you who know how to write or write love to write or creative writing or if you're any of you are out there authors or book or, or just writers in general you know what it takes to write a piece of literature just the time involved just the wording just the many different types of revisions that you can do for a book, right? And, you know, it's one of those things that it's a, it's kind of a, it's always been a passion of mine to write as a child. And many of you know that I started really writing um, at 12 years old, but I really loved writing before that. I loved, I remember writing stories, children's stories, because I was a child, right? 
you know, about innocent things, bunny rabbits and, uh, you know, innocent type fairy type tales type things that kids write about. Um, But when I got older, you know, going into more, you know, 10, 11, 12, which obviously I'm still a child. um, I wrote into some darker stories as well about death and murder and killing and everything. And that that was something that had to do with, you know, maybe what I was watching at the time, what I was going through. For for many of you, you know, uh, I love movies and I've always loved movies. And I'm not saying that because I'm some big couch potato who I just sit around all day watching movies. I, I have an appreciation for film. I have an appreciation for, you know, the art of filmmaking. And I regret not learning that as a as a craft and not going to a good school and, and regretting that. Now, I, I admit that anybody, uh, I'll say it like this, and, and some of you may disagree with me. Anybody can work to be a filmmaker and not have to go to school. But school is important. They, they teach you certain techniques that you can't learn on your own sometimes. They give you the ability to, to understand the equipment that you're going to be using when it comes to lighting, to sound, um, to editing, to a lot of different aspects of movie making because there's a lot involved. Um, things that I would have loved to learn. And I could still learn today, right? Um, there's probably classes out there that I could take and you know, learn about that. But in the meantime... <clears throat> I write. Um, Luckily, you know, a few years ago, um, when we were packing up my dad's house, the devil's house, I used to call it, because there was just some type of entity there that lived there. And it was an evil entity, right? And um, in the garage, I found a lot of my old stories that I wrote as a child. Thank goodness. I did not throw those away. But there were things that were lost in the process that I forgot about and I, I still regret to this day. So one of those items that I will never forget is I had a letterman jacket from high school. Now I was a letterman, um, but it wasn't for fully for athletics. Although I was athletic in high school, I was into track and field. Um, but I was more of like the varsity football manager or water boy, <laughs> which some will laugh. Um, I was also a manager for varsity baseball, right? Um, so I was just a water boy. But it, you know what? It, it was fun. It was fun. You know, I, I did try out for sports like baseball. I, 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 w- I just wasn't good at it, you know? I, I, I liked track and field. I also liked cross country. I liked running something that I enjoyed and um, it was fun for me you know Um, although I was one of the slowest ones out there (laughs) you know I was very slow so I I I didn't go anywhere I I didn't break any records or anything in high school right something I don't really talk about in high school but um, but again I'll I'll talk more about that in a moment but um, just thinking about writing and a lot of my writing that I wrote about as a child had, had a, a somewhat of a theme when I went back to it. Right. And, um, maybe if I could pull some up here, I'll, I'll start seeing what I could find one second here. I have everything on WordPress and, um, you know, a lot of it's, um, you know my stories but let's see if I can go back here because it's been a while um, I, I like to I like to put my my um, my stories in like series so that they help me keep track um, but let me tell you the ones that I started writing so I, I would write these secret features or weekly features excuse me called um, from a child's past, my past, really. And um, I had a total of, let's see here. I think 19, 20, I think I had like 20 of them 
20 different stories I had recreated. And what I did is that I took the stories and they were actually on paper, handwritten on notebook paper. And I re, I, I scanned them. I, I did some, I retranscribed them into WordPress. I actually put some descriptions about maybe what I was going through at the time, what I was feeling. Now, the a lot of the stories that I wrote, and I'll give you some titles here in a moment, but I wrote, um, let's see here. They all started weekly feature number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, but they all started stories from a child's past. And um, one of those stories that I wrote was, let's see. The Lizard and the Secret Pond, right? I also wrote about The Monster That Ate. The, pri the Pirate Captain. The Americana Way of Life in the Old West. All About Zoogly. Oliver Twist with a Twist. The Adventure of Cookie the Dog. The Halloween House. Cowboy Sam and His Tricks. Marty the Rat and, the advent and His Adventure. My Childhood Story. The Velveteen Rabbit. The Devil's Life Story. My Mother's Life Story. One Evil Mother. The Evil Queen and the Dragon. The Planets and Their Origin. John Adams and Abe Lincoln. And then there was a conclusion, right? So a lot of different stories. And a lot all these stories you can find on my blog. It's josephmeyercreatives.com. Alright, so you could definitely find them there. Um, along with a lot of my other stories. Um, and series. I wrote a total of so far of 135 blogs. I started my blog about two years ago, actually. My first blog, it looks like it was June 22nd, 19, 2019. And that was called The Deep Journey of My Life, the Joe Meyer blog. Right, And I just kind of wrote from there. And I wrote about a lot of different things in my blog, like from Bigfoot to mental illness to homelessness. Um, a lot of different stories. I wrote about movies, about books I've read. Um, just a lot, you know, about myself. And for many of you who know this, um, the reason I write is not, is one, because I love to write. I love writing. I love being creative. But it, this is just... A footprint of mine along with this podcast that's my footprint you know I don't know how long I'm gonna be on this earth we, we all well, none of us do I could live until I'm a hundred I could live until I'm 43 I could die tomorrow who knows I hope I'm not gonna die tomorrow you know I hope I have a long life that I could see my daughter be raised and watch her grow up and 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 you know but once you get older things start Things start getting away, like being taken away in life, right? Um, so there are other stories that I, I've written that, um, you know, that I have, you know, just in, in, in general, just uh, there's one that I'm still, I don't know. I'm not ready to post it. <laughs> One's called um, My Morbid Curiosity with Victorian Postmortem photography and um i try to i i just write about what interests me even if it's just like in that moment where i just feel like i'm interested in this subject so when i was right writing about post-mortem photography victorian air um one of those subjects is very interesting to me because um when people died in victorian times um you know they, they didn't really have a way like we do to preserve memories you know yes they had photography but some photography was very expensive back then because it was still very new um and, and especially with loved ones um 
once they died, you would never see them again. You know, that would be it. You, you, you would, your memory was your, your picture as far as remembering what they looked like and, you know, their features and everything of that nature. Um, and when but photography, photography came along, uh, what was interesting that is people used to take pictures and would prop them up, would actually put a dead body, make them smile, pose them, um, and take a picture. Just like if they were alive. And sometimes they kept their eyes open. Many times they did. Um, the, the most saddest cases was um, children. Children were very sad cases. And, um, and it was those situations that you're like, wow. I, I could never imagine you know, losing a child. Um, I almost, I almost lost my daughter a couple, few years ago. Um, realistically, like it was actually on Thanksgiving, and um, we're going to my sister's apartment, and we're going for Thanksgiving dinner. Okay, she lived in the city of Alhambra, and her apartment building is very. There's not a lot of parking. I'll say it like that. So. I was dropping my wife or her mother off too, out of the car, so that they could go, um, you know, go go be with her. You know, I don't know what happened. I guess my daughter uh, slipped away, or she ran across the you know parkway or whatever, and there's a car coming and hit her. And um, the car wasn't. I don't think it was going very fast, but still, it knocked her. It knocked her, you know, uh, a few feet away. And so it was, my, we were frantic. We, she was okay. Thank goodness she bumped her head. We did take her to a hospital, you know. Um, police arrived very quickly. Fire. They, they, it was almost like it felt like in minutes, you know. Like, I don't know. I don't know who called. I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe it was my sister. I don't remember. It was a big blur, things that I try to block out. Um, but it was, um, but but it was, uh, it was one of those moments where I remember where the police officers, the sheriff, whoever they were, they were very sympathetic. They're they're very concerned. Um, this guy, and I blame the guy too because he was driving through there quickly. And my sister said in the, after that, in the future, she saw him driving quickly the same way. And it was a very narrow driveway type way. So it was a very long stretch of road. And on either side, there's cars where people park. And then you have the apartment buildings off to the side. And um, my daughter, she, when she got hit, she got knocked a few feet away. Um, she dirtied, you know, she dirtied her, her nice clean dress. She knocked her shoe off. Um, I think she bumped her head on a, on a motorcycle that was right there, right? Uh, it was one of those, I don't know, it, was, it wasn't necessarily a motorcycle. It's kind of those, I forget what they're called. I mean, they have three wheels or something. I don't know. Um, but it was a motorcycle type vehicle. Um, and the officer there, I remember this. He was like, he was trying to ask people around, like, whose motorcycle is this? Move it. You need to move it because it was it was actually blocking a driveway, which that that wasn't really my concern because it, I don't live there, so what do I care? But it was blocking a driveway, and so the sheriff was asking people around, whose motorcycle is this? And no one said anything. So he the they just towed it. <laughs> they just towed that motorcycle, right? And. Um, and it was, you know, it was a moment where we went to the hospital. My daughter was taken to USC Medical, Keck Medical in Los Angeles. She was there for maybe about an hour or two. She was okay. She had some, she, she didn't knock her head. She had some scrapes and bruises. Um, nothing major, thank goodness. No broken bones. Um, but she was, you know, it was a few years ago. She was probably like six years old, you know. So... 
trying to teach our kids to watch out for traffic. But in this case, you know, who was also supposed to be watching her too. Well, obviously, you know, I don't like to place blame, but she was standing right next to my father. And my father had the dog in his hand. And he was more concerned about the dog and my daughter just ran off in front of the car. Thank God she, she didn't die because our life would have been shattered, you know, at that point. And um, it's just a, a bad memory. And I always remember it because it was on Thanksgiving, right? And then eventually when we, she got out of the hospital, we went back to her aunt's, my sister's, had our Thanksgiving dinner, right? And it was a very hard time, right? Very difficult time. Um, but going back to stories that I write, right? Um, I write about it in a lot of different aspects. I write about my life. I write about mental health. I write about, you know, creative things. I write about things that people may feel like I'm a big nut job, like uh, UFOs and Bigfoot and Mothman. Um, because I, I do believe that there's things that exist that we have not seen before. You know, I do truly believe that. I don't believe in conspiracy theories. I don't post that kind of thing. I don't believe in conspiracies. You know, you know, I don't believe UFOs and Bigfoot is a conspiracy. I believe they actually are real things. We just have little or no evidence of them. We, and we have some, um, Bigfoot, there's real evidence, footprints. And I disagree with those who say, well, that's somebody playing a joke on you. That, that's just somebody going in the forest and putting a big footprint to try to, you know, get people to think that. I don't think so. There's science that backs this up. That says, you know, the, the creatures exist. And people have seen them. For blips of, of time. And I know it's not a monkey suit. It's not a monkey. Monkeys do not live in the forest. People did not let monkeys loose, a chimp or a gorilla. It's not possible, right? I also believe that yetis exist, which are part live in the Himalayas. They live in the, you know, uh, the cold, right? The snow. They 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 exist. I believe, right? There's evidence of that, but but some people I don't know why, they choose not to believe. They believe that there's Bigfoot, but they don't want to believe there's a yeti. But there are many different forms. A Bigfoot. I mean, we call them Bigfoot because I live in California, and that's what Bigfoots are called here. In other states, they're called different names, and other countries as well. You know, there's also other other creatures like called the Dogman, um, Chupacabra, Nessie, the Loch Ness monster. Some of these people are unwilling to believe that they exist. I, I do believe. I really do. And, but I don't know where they're at. I, you know, I believe that, and this is something that people have really theorized about, Bigfoot um, is a supernatural being. And the reason why nobody has ever fully seen him or caught in one or have bones or anything of that nature is because they have this, this sense of when people are around. They have a sense of how to get away, um, how to disappear easily into the wilderness and many times i believe i what i truly believe is many bigfoots do live deep in the forest they do travel a lot you know they're also called skunk apes they're also called uh, uh sasquatch you know a lot of different names for them um yaoi i think they're called one's called yaoi yeah so let me now you got me on a on a trip here you know Bigfoot names. What are they called here? Cryptozoology is which was includes Bigfoot is what I find interesting. So there's Sasquatch, Yeti, Skunk Ape, Yowie, Almas, the Grassman. When, Wendigo, Orank Pitek, probably pronouncing that wrong, 
and, and some of these are just cousins of Bigfoot, but generally speaking, um, you know, there's a lot of different variations of Bigfoot names out there. Um, Boogie Boon, Boogeyman, Chi Chi, one's <laughs> <That> funny, <laughs> Cave Monster, a lot of different ones. Wow, <clears throat> trying to look for some recognizable ones, but yeah, um, the most famous um, kind of film of anything that that exists was the Patterson-Gimlin film of Bigfoot. And this was a film that was recorded in 1967 in Northern California. Made, and this footage was uh, filmed along Bluff Creek, right? And, and it's one of the most famous, famous films that many of us have probably seen in passing or looked at it. And, you know, there's been speculation. There's been, this video has been scrutinized I believe it's real. I really believe it's real. It depicts a female Bigfoot walking, right? And the, the female Bigfoot is walking. And I they, I believe the Bigfoot sees or senses somebody there and, and is looking over their, her shoulder, right? And it's been, you know, picked apart, the film, right? And... You know, the two, Robert Patterson, which he died in 1972. Robert Bob Gimlin is still alive. He was born in 1931. But it's just interesting. It's about 59.5 seconds at 16 frames per second. On October 20th, 1967. So I, I am a big fan. Um, the the one um, person that I can have watched over the years um, was Finding Bigfoot show, which I know it's kind of one of those shows that people make a, a big joke about. But um, one of the researchers, his name was Cliff Berkman field researcher right I, you know I believe he's legit you know I believe he even he said he's he's seen it right you know he, he, it's just interesting right but anyways he also has his own like museum in um, boring Oregon <laughs> so that was interesting you know uh, I hope to go there one day. That would be interesting to just go there, you know. Boring Oregon. I don't know where it's at. Probably far. But, you know, again, I interesting topics I like to write about, you know. So, books he has. You could buy footprints from his website. Uh, just a lot of different things, you know. You can buy gifts and everything. So, interesting things. Right? But anyways, folks, let's get started with our next song here. Just to keep things moving along. All right, so let's start here.
So that is Alice Cooper. I think they call him Prince of Darkness. Or no, that's Ozzy. <laughs> Now, why do I like that song? To be honest, I feel there's a lot of stupid people out there. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of idiots today, isn't there? You just think about it, folks. I'm not saying I'm a genius. I'm not saying I'm, just, I'm that smart. History has proved that I am not that smart or I would have been somewhere better in life today, I guess, right? Doesn't mean I'm stupid either. But it's interesting how people today who think they know things, to think they are so woke, feel like they know better than anybody else, right? And I get it, each of us have our own different knowledge. Street smarts, book smart, whatever you want to call it. But many of these people, logic goes out the window. Reality goes out the window. Right? Which is something that we need more of in today's reality. And I know many of us are suspended in virtual reality sometimes. In the world of social media, in the world of media in general. And, and focused on, on what they think is real when it's not real. You know, and that's why I don't do social media anymore. I mean, I do what's called LinkedIn, professional, you know, that, but that, that, I don't consider that the same thing, but people post a lot of crap on there now, you know, things that people should reserve for Facebook. And some people get angry like, well, what right do you have to tell me what I should be able to post on, on LinkedIn that's not professional related? You know, because that's because that's what Facebook and Twitter and Instagram are for. They have a purpose. Use it for that purpose. Right. But people don't send, tend to think want to think about that. Right. Really, in reality, people want to I, I see a lot of just crap on LinkedIn sometimes with political messages and, and crap like that. And it just bothers me. I don't go on there every day. It just, you know, I have no, no real need to go post things on there, right? I really don't. I don't use Facebook. I did at one point when I was working on my writing. And although I'm, although I'm still working on my writing, right? But um, I used to put my stories on there. I used to put my blog posts. I used to put my podcasts on there. Um, I, I I just felt like I, I didn't want to do that anymore. You know? I just felt like it was bringing me down. Social media. It was just angry of what people I would see on there. Just angry people. Right? All the time. People posting crap on there. You know? People posting uh, fal false, false information. People posting uh, negative, you know, and, and again, I know you can't get away from that. People are going to post whatever they're going to post. And I'm not saying we, could, we should control it to a certain degree, but people should realize what they're posting is garbage. And that's kind of where society gets stupid is just thinking that, well, this is truth. This is the true, this information is fact, you know? And it's not, it's not fact, it's not facts. It's a bunch of feelings. And I, I know our feelings are important because many times that's what I'm here doing. Um, 
displaying my feelings to all of you, displaying how I feel about things, about subject matters, about my life, about your life, about society. And some of you may say, well, you're, you're, you're not factual either, Joseph. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I try to be, you know, I really do. I really do. But, uh, you know, just looking at the dangers of conspiracy theories. And what it does, like QAnon, crap like that. I'm sorry. You know, I'm, I'm reading here the hidden dangers of conspiracy theories. A problem with conspiracy theories is that they oversimplify world events in order to find a scapegoat. In any reasonably open society with freedom of press and access to historical documents, it's not hard to find the truth, or at least of the facts to clear up this false theory, which many people build their own theories and post that crap online. You know? You wonder why people believe in it. Right? I'm an educator, folks, you know? I don't have time to believe in, in fallacies and conspiracies, right? Which some of you may think that I do, like some of these conspiracies include, well, we never landed on the moon. 9-11 never happened, right? Some of those conspiracies, right? And others out there, I'm sure. There's ton of them out there, right? Oh, that uh, um, the Holocaust never happened. That's a big one, right? So there's some of the crazy crap out there. Crazy. Crazy. And, and it's still going on today. Q on, right? Crap therapy. Uh, their theory, excuse me. Let's see. Let's see what it says here. QAnon is a disproven far-right conspiracy theory alleging that a tightly knit group or cabal of satanic, cannibalistic pedophiles are running a global child sex trafficking ring and conspired against former president of the United States Donald Trump during his 2017-21 term in office. It can be described as a cult, right? I certainly see that, right? But look online. I, I don't, you shouldn't follow this crap. You know, I, I don't believe in it. So I'm just curious to know what they believe, but let's say, um, it's just some of the, what is QAnon? What are the five core beliefs? of the shocking conspiracy. Let's see some of these. An evil cult is running the planet. This claim isn't new to QI. Conspiracy is about ruling class of evil entities. Ask the Illuminati, okay? The, the infamous Rothschilds are often included in these theories. Q is no exception. What else here? Donald Trump is an American hero. Let's see what else? The Democratic Party has sinister intentions. They want us divided. The Patriots are in control. So it's just, you know, I don't believe this. You know, I... Nothing, I, I, I'm not going to get wrapped up in this and see, you know, and, and unfortunately there's probably people that I know, families, members that probably believe this garbage, you know? Where's the reality there? Where are people living in reality, right? Now, th there's things that, you know, some may say that, well, Christianity, that, that's a big conspiracy too. That's, that's a bunch of lies. It's not, you know. That's kind of where, you know, I don't share my views. I Maybe I should a little bit more. I'm not being a very good Christian when I don't share my Christian views 
on what I believe. Some of you are familiar with my views here if you listen to me. But I don't make this um, pod about Christianity, Christian values, my belief systems. You know, I do have a belief system. I'm a Christian. All right. Am I a perfect Christian? No, because there's because the thing is, there's no such thing as a perfect Christian. The only perfect Christian or Christ follower is Christ himself. We all fall short from the, to, the, uh, to the glory of God, right? We all fall short, right? It doesn't matter if you, you think you're holier than thou. It, it doesn't matter. Even if you do your best every single day to not sin, we are all sinners regardless, right? We were born into the world as sinners, you know? The only difference is when we leave this world, we have a choice to make. Are we going to give our life to Christ, Jesus, and be eternal once we leave this earth? Or are we going to go to hell? Which many people don't want to believe either. That hell exact, that people want, don't want to believe that hell actually exists. And it does. I truly believe it does. And maybe some of you think I'm some nut job. But there are things in this world. Heaven and hell, angels and demons that exist upon the reach of our, our, our physical eye that we can see, you know. There's a war going on that we just can't see of good and evil. And it's just something, you know, interesting to read about, you know. But again, this, this, today's topic is not about that. It's about how do we become less stupid? How, you know, do we get out of the dark? How do we become people who not necessarily want to call ourselves woke, but because woke is just a word, let's say, definition-wise, Woke is alert to injustice and discrimination in society, especially racism, right? Well, that's just one definition. You know, but there's also, you know, other definitions out there, right? So let's see what Webster Dictionary says. Aware and actively attentive to important facts and issues, especially issues of racial and social justice. Right? I mean, there are certain things that we should be well aware of. We should be aware of the facts. But many people are not going to listen to those facts. They are not. They're going to ignore them and they're going to believe what they want to believe. You know? People today, as we speak, are raising their kids to be racists, to hate cultures, to hate your brother, hate your sister, hate your neighbor, and tell them they are better than anybody else. And they're not. We were made on this earth, earth equal, human beings. Yes, people have more wealth. People have more possessions, but that does that make them more human than us? No. Some people are just gifted. Some people are in, inherit wealth, which is a large which is a large part of society. That inherit wealth does it mean they're smarter than us? No. Does it mean they're harder workers? No, not always. Some people are just fortunate. Right? So people don't have to work hard for wealth. And as crazy as that may sound, well, you know, you look at today, for instance, okay? Social media, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, mostly Twitter today, where people are just posting about their lives, right? Making money off of their lives because people find an interest in wanting to know about other people's lives, you know, for whatever reason. There's a business model for that. And people are taking advantage of it. 
hey, why, should, why wouldn't they, right? I'm not a millionaire. I probably will never be. There's kids that are 18, 20 years old who are millionaires already, working off of TikTok and all that. Now, again, I don't believe, the reason I don't believe in social media, the reason I don't believe that is because of the destruction that it's doing to society today. You know, people have every right to listen to it if they want. That's their choice. But there's damage that's being done. You know, and I choose not to. I choose not to be a part of that. I choose not to fill my mind with garbage of useless things. Right? Although I do watch other things from time to time, you know, that, you know, are not are somewhat based in reality you know like i'm watching um just re-watching i was re-watching prison break re-watching sons of anarchy i love the simpsons great show right all right let's you know we're running out of time a little bit i don't like to keep everyone too long but let's play our next song here and go from there Great John Bon Jovi, right? Keep the faith. So hard to keep the faith sometimes in today's society, right? With everything going on, wars. Well, I don't know if it's actually a war, but just what's going on with Afghanistan, going on in politics, going on in the country, the pandemic. Delta virus, there's just so much going out there, right? People are suffering. People are suffering. People are still in hardship. The rich get richer, the poor get poorer, as I always say, right? It doesn't seem to be getting any better sometimes. In this world, although money doesn't buy happiness, it sure does buy a lot of good things that can make you happy. Buy your nice house. Nice car, buy you the best food, go to the best schools where you can continue your elitist lifestyle and living like an elite better than everybody else while the rest of society suffers. And I mean that. Now, one would say, well, Joseph, doesn't everybody have that, those opportunities? No, not everybody does. Do I have the opportunity if I want to go to USC or UCLA? Would they accept me? Probably not. Well, just so you have to have the grades, right? You have to show that you've proved your, your, your academically that you'll do okay. Well, yeah, that's part of it. 
but I have other knowledge that I can still do just as well in those programs as well. Again, there's a lot of stupid people out there who, who have fine ways to get by, right? Do I believe race, culture, religion have to do with those issues? Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, do, I, I truly do believe that if you were Caucasian in America, and I believe this, in the world really, you're highly much more respected than person of color, whether it's black, brown, you know, whatever. You're highly more respected in culture, in society than that of a Caucasian. The Caucasian is highly much more respected in society and they may be the stupidest person on this earth, but because they're Caucasian, it is my belief they are treated better. They are treated like they are highly more intellectual at times. I didn't write those rules. It's not something that's new in society. It's been going on for centuries. Even within cultures that would be considered people of color, you know, especially in, in Latin America. If you're white in Latin America, you, you are definitely treated a lot better than, than your toasty brown skin um, neighbor, you know. And here, it's the same thing, unfortunately. Now that's just my, that's just my observation based on what I've read, based on what I see today in society, based on how I see people are treated. People are not treated equally in society. You know, you look at just like in, in general, while I was thinking about this, you know, you think about people of color, whether black, brown, whatever, you know, filling up the prisons. You know, and obviously there's there's Caucasian people, white people in prison, obviously, but those People of color outweigh the, the Caucasian people. There's much more of them, you know. Let's let's look at some percentages. Let's look at the percentage. More than sixty percent of people in prison are people of color. For black males in their twenties, one in, in in every eight in prison is is or jail is given on any given day. Three-fourths of all persons in prison for drug offenses are people of color, right? So it, it's, it's, it's a fact, right? It's not a conspiracy. So looking at what's the percentage of whites in prison population, whites accounted for 64% of adults, but 30% of prisoners. And while Hispanics represented 16% of adult population, they accounted for 23% of inmates. Another way of considering racial and ethnic differences in nation's prison population is by looking at the imprisonment rate, which tallies the numbers of prisoners per 100,000. So things like sentencing policies, racial biases, socioeconomic inequality contribute to racial disparities. Today, people of color make up 37% of the U.S. population, but 67% of the prison population, right? That's a huge number, huge number. Uh, what about, you know, people of color homeless? Let's look at that. Most minority groups in the United States experience homelessness at higher rates than whites, therefore make up a disproportionate share of homeless population. African Americans make up more than 40% of the homeless population, but represent 13% of the general population. So again, those inequalities. Really sad. See, and, that, and those are things that are not being fixed, not being corrected. You know, we talked about this two weeks ago about how homelessness is being treated, right? Treated like garbage. Get rid of them. I don't want to see them. Put them on their own island. What do I care? I'm not saying that. That's what people have said. 
That's what politicians have said. And, and they said the, 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 the bad part out loud, you know. We have a problem. Especially, I live in California. I live in uh, San Bernardino County, which is about 45 miles away from Los Angeles. Skid Row. And if you look online today, I, I guarantee it, Skid Row, not, not the music group, <laughs> you'd be amazed with the, the images there. The tents, tent city and all that, right? It, it's pretty sad and unfortunate that people live in those, in those type of situations, right? Just looking at some of these pictures are terrible, man. Just remember driving there all the time. Never walked down the streets of Skid Row, thank goodness. I uh, wouldn't feel safe. A lot of, and, and sometimes no fault of their own, a lot of crazy people out there who, are, who do some crazy stuff and that can hurt you if you're not careful. But it is very sad. Well, everybody, we made it to another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer, you know, glad to be here with all of you. Some of these talks that we go through, some of them are, you know, things that, you know, I hope you love, you, you get a, 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 a picture into my life. I don't get to know about your life who's out there because you don't tell me. But feel free to drop me a line. Go to also my blog and, and let me know what you think. Send me, a, send me a comment, send me a message. Again, I'm at josephmeyercreatives.com, right? I will continue to let you know about my book, my editing, everything that we're doing, my life. Work is going great, although it's a challenge at times and I'm pulling my hair out, but thank God for weekends, right? <laughs> Start a fresh week, get some rest. Weight loss goals are, are, are still happening. Overall, I'm healthy, the family's healthy. Um, but we're doing okay. Doing okay overall. Thank you to all that listen. Thank you for being here with me. I know some of my talks are long and some of you will not sit through an hour of chit chat. I've thought about making shorter, um, shorter TED, uh, excuse me, TED talks. <laughs> I have that on the mind. Uh, shorter um, podcasts, right? But you know what? I can always in the future change that. I can shorten them, make them just a half hour, right? But other than that, thank you everyone for joining me. As always, I love having you here with me. Just have a blessed day. Be safe. Wear a mask. Be kind to one another. Live your life to the fullest and hang tough. A lot of these things I'm saying, you probably heard time and time again, but I cannot stress enough the importance of just hanging in there. Don't give up. Thank you everybody for joining me on another Just Talk with Joe Meyer. God bless everyone.